Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Thinking Sideways is not brought to you by that tiny saw they use to cut toothpicks. Instead, it's supported by the generous donations of our listeners on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash thinking sideways to learn more. And thanks. Thinking Sideways. I don't understand. Stories of things we simply don't know the answer to. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Thinking Sideways, the podcast. Woohoo! I am Devin, joined per usual by Joe and Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh. Before we get into this mystery, this is part of our summer series. Basically, we're doing shorter kind of episodes to allow us to enjoy our summer a little bit because we've been doing this for a long time. Three years now. Three years now. Um, and also we give us thunk. some... Yeah, really. We thought we were dead after, you know, six months. But <laughs> yeah. you guys just keep listening to us. I cut it out. Yeah, really. Just kidding. Don't do that. Uh, but it's going to give us also time to work on some of those bigger cases that we've been hoping to work on, which is pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. summer series. Yeah. Tonight, we're going to talk about a mystery, which has a few different names. We're going to call it Gloomy Sunday. This was a listener suggestion from Mariana, I think is how you say it. So thank you. Thanks, Mariana. That was in um, like 2015. That wasn't that long ago. It wasn't that long ago. It was only a year ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But Um, Gloomy Sunday has another name, doesn't it? It does. It's also known as the Hungarian Suicide Song. Ooh. Ooh. Do, 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 do. Gloomy Sunday is a rough translation of the original song. 
And it's actually the second incarnation of the song. It's a cover or a, a, a remix almost. Almost. It's just different lyrics. What what happened was in 1932 or 33, a Hungarian pianist by the name of Rishos Shirsch is, I think, how you say it. Shirsch, maybe? Uh, yeah, that's Sirsch. a hard I listened one. to a lot of different pronunciations of it and they all kind of sounded like so i'm just gonna say it like that (laughs) and this is the only time i'm gonna say his name that was probably the best pronunciation yet yeah um and this is no offense to you know the hungarian language or anything that's just what it sounded like to me on online yeah sorry if i got that wrong anyway he he composed the music for this song and then he also wrote some original lyrics for the song um, and he titled this this particular song, The World is Ending. That's not depressing. No. A few years after that, a poet decided that he could probably do better at the lyrics. So he rewrote them and retitled the song Gloomy Sunday. And it sounds like the composer was kind of in on the whole thing. He, was he? He seemed to think, yeah, okay, these these are fine. Okay, so he, d- he didn't have a problem with somebody didn't, applying it, new lyrics to his... It didn't sound like it. I think what happened is he wrote the song and he really liked the composition, but he wrote lyrics even though he wasn't a lyricist. Ah. And then somebody heard it and said, hey, you know what? Actually, let me try and compose some good lyrics for this. And he was like, okay, fine. Have at it, dude. It was, it was more he like probably kind of... like, hey, maybe this version will make some money. Yeah, I mean, well, we'll talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> anyway, Gloomy Sunday, the, the updated tra- um, lyrics, was recorded and released in 1935. And um, as I said, it's kind of the more widely accepted version of the song. Song isn't really a mystery, right? It, it, no, we kind of know the history of it. Know it's very, history very obvious. It. You can find it on the net. You can listen to it. If you can. You, if, be careful. We'll play a little bit of it um in in just a second but the real mystery here is that apparently the song is responsible for at least 19 suicides so the mystery is does this song actually drive people to commit suicide oh it is a little depressing it is it sounds like a dirge when you listen to it it's it's pretty sad well and and, you know furthermore i want to know is that is it uh is it deadly in only the original language or is it deadly in all languages? Well, and we'll talk about all of those oh. things in a minute. Sweet! First, we'll talk a little bit more history of the song itself. And also listen to a little bit of the song and also do a dramatic reading of the lyrics. Ooh. Joe has to do the dramatic oh, reading. Oh, he's going to. No, yeah. actually, I've, I've actually got William Shatner to show up and do that. Oh, Perfect. thank God. Yeah. Okay. I've been wanting the Shat in studio for so long. Yeah. So I'm waiting for that knock. We're going to play a little bit of the song. I, probably about 15 seconds. I guess skip it if you're scared. If you're a little stitious, skip it. Stitious? Yeah, you know I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, you kids in your newfangled words. Anyway, here we go. Here's 15 seconds of the very beginning of this song. You're back. Good. You made it. Yay. Well, hopefully you, <laughs> you made it. You came out the other side. Yay. Congratulations. Get, get that head out of the oven. <laughs> I don't know if you can say that or not, but we'll just keep going. 
So the song that we've been talking about is actually kind of two different songs. And that's not just the little bit that we talked about a second ago. This goes further than that. So the original song, we're just going to say Gloomy Sunday, the 1935 version, original song. Fine. We'll ignore the old lyrics the that the composer wrote. The 33 version? We'll ignore that for just a minute. Okay. So they didn't drive people to suicide, right? Well. That we know of. I don't know. Mm. In 1936... Hal Kemp, uh, he's an American jazz musician. If you don't know who he is, look him up. Awesome, awesome artist. Recorded a new kind of Americanized version of the song. Um, and the lyrics were by Desmond Carter, who was uh, worked often with Gershwin and um, was really just a staple of American music at the time. A few years later, Billie Holiday recorded the same version. The same, same Americanized. Americanized version. Yeah, exactly. We and it became a huge hit. Except a lot of people really covered this thing. Yeah, there have been a ton of versions. I would encourage you, if you are curious, to go out to the Wikipedia page, which I know is everybody's favorite thing that I say, but go out to the Wikipedia page and just look. I there were more than I bothered to count. I I actually have a feeling that this is the go to. We need a tenth track on the record. So hey. Just record this and stick it in there. Hmm. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's a filler. I gotta tell you, though, I did really, I'm not, I have, I've never really appreciated uh, Billie Holiday that much. Mm-hmm. And I really liked her version of it. Yeah. Was it you know, I love Billie what, Holiday. What I had expected of it from her having listened to some of her stuff before, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, oh, it's actually, she actually did a good job. I should mm-hmm. go listen to it. I haven't, I haven't heard it. So of note, you know, Billie Holiday did a, did a version of it. Um, Ray Charles did a version of it. Etta Jones. Uh, Elvis Costello did a version of it. Of course, Elvis Costello did a version of yeah. it. Um, Peter Wolf did a cop a, a cover of it. Uh, I think uh, Sinead O'Connor did a version of it. Mm-hmm. Sarah McLaughlin did a cover of it. Of course, Sarah McLaughlin. Of course, she did. did. I think even um, Bjork might have even done. A, she did a version of that's, it. That's actually the only version that I, I'm. I'm not a fan of Bjork. Mm-hmm. How do you say it? By the way, I know I'm screwing it up every time. I want to say Bjork. Is that correct? I'm, I don't know. I, I'm I, just, I just call say. it Bjork. Okay. <laughs> I, I think, think that's wrong. Yeah. But, uh, um, I actually really liked her version. It was, and I'm not really? a fan of her work either. I was nah. She actually she recorded it for. Um, do you guys know who? Um, do you, you guys know um, who Alexander McQueen is? Not Steve McQueen. Mm. No, no, Alexander McQueen. He's like one of my favorite fashion designers of all times ever. Uh, that's he probably why died I've heard of him. in uh, 2010, and that's um, Bjork performed it, recorded that the Gloomy Sunday for his funeral or his commemoration. Got it. Uh, you know, it's funny is I didn't know it was it was in the soundtrack of Wrist Cutters. Have mm-hmm. you guys seen that movie? No. It's just a. I mean, it's a. Pretty prolific song. Yeah, it and risk, it's what is it? It's wrist cutters colon a love story. It's, it's a great movie. That's where I learned the phrase the PIC. What is the PIC? The people in charge. Oh, I like it. Every people now and charge, again, you'll yeah. hear me. I'll be, oh, it's got to be the PIC. It's mm. the people in charge. We've just always glossed over that. Well, yeah, you two ignored me because yeah. you didn't get my reference. Mm-hmm, Nobody got it. Yeah. Well, okay. So <laughs> the interesting thing about Billy Holiday's version of this song is that reportedly the BBC actually banned it from being played on any of their radio stations. But they banned music in general, didn't they? 
No. I'm being. I'm I mean, they're Brits. The BBC so like a loves to, to ban things. Yeah, don't worry. I mean, okay, so they said that it was, they cited detriment, it was detri- detrimental to um, morale. Yeah, morale, like wartime morale. But um, don't worry, they, they have lifted the ban. Um, they lifted it in um, 2002. Okay. So, you know, you just know, just when England was really recovering from the war. This, uh, the wheels of bureaucracy grind slowly. Yeah. Well, apparently they didn't grind so slowly when they were banning the thing because they, it yeah, happened pretty quickly. right on it. Yeah. Let's go ahead and just take a moment to listen to Joe dramatically read the lyrics. Okay. We've got to wait for Shat to show up. So, so Shatter uh, didn't show up. All right. No, so yeah, Joe's yeah. going to do it. Shatter didn't show up, so I'm going to do it, but I'm going to use his voice. His voice. Okay. This. Yeah. So for everyone, this is the original, original, original. The version. 1932. It's the one that's three. actually called "The World Is Ending." Yeah. Okay. Autumn is slipping, and the yellowing leaves. You died in the land of human love. Woe is in the autumn wind, crying tears. My art, as a new spring, does not expect nor hope. In vain I cry and suffer in vain, heartless, greedy, and bad people. He died of love. End of the world, the end of hope. Cities are destroyed, shrapnel is making music. People's blood and meadows are colored red. There are dead people on the streets everywhere. Once again, I say another quiet prayer. Sir, people are fallible and make mistakes. It's the end of the world. Uh, I thought it wasn't too melodramatic there. Yeah, you went from Shatner to a bit Irish to then just reading. Well, that was that was that, that was the complete and total full range of Joe. I'm impressed. That's why, that's why I'm not an actor. Yeah, <laughs> it's that. I mean, so the lyrics are pretty for, for what was going on in the time. It damn. totally makes sense. Well, what was going on in the world in general in '32 and '33? Yeah, and as I understand it, actually, the composer and his girlfriend had just broken up, and he was pretty cut up about it. Mm-hmm. Was it the yeah. composer or the the second composer who had broken up with his girlfriend? I think it was the composer. The oh, I thought it was composer. the second one who had just gone through oh. a breakup. I, you know, frankly, I don't know. They may have both. Um, Stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened. I mean, this composer did seem to be a pretty unhappy guy in general. He was, they called him just like a staunch nationalist. He, you know, so this song made it big in America. So he had the rights to a lot of royalties in America, but he had to go claim them. And he just refused. He said, no. Um, I'm only going to make money off this in Hungary. It's the only place I'm going to make money off this. And the royalties there were like pretty pitiful. Nothing. He actually, he was kind of, you know, Van Gogh-esque in his, in his time because people kind of liked what he was doing, but he wasn't really collecting royalties and he basically died in poverty. So mm, too bad. Uh, he seemed like he was not the happiest of guys anyway. The lyrics that were rewritten so that it became the official gloomy Sunday version of the song, um, we should probably listen to those too because that's the one that was getting played every The re edit? Yeah. So, Joe, do you want to do the honors again? Oh, Jesus. Shatner still isn't here. Damn it. On a sad Sunday with a hundred white flowers. I was waiting for you, my. No, just no. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing it in reverse this time. Yeah. He's getting a monotone, yeah. then Irish, then Shatner. Yeah. On a sad Sunday with a hundred white flowers, I was waiting for you, my dear, with a church prayer. That dream-chasing Sunday morning, the chariot of my sadness returned without you. Ever since then, Sundays are always sad. Tears are my drink, and sorrow is my bread. Sad Sunday. Last Sunday, my dear, please come along. There will even be priest, coffin, catalophac, hearse cloth. 
Even then, flowers will be awaiting you. Flowers and coffin. Under blossoming trees, shall my journey be the last. My eyes will be open, so that I can see you one more time. Do not be afraid of my eyes, as I am blessing you even in my death. Last Sunday. Also super happy. Yeah. This is such a cheery song. It really is. But what I love is in, in, the, in, the, in the song is that not just the whole mopiness of the whole thing, but they have to have the church bell in there, which is super creepy and, again, very funereal. Yeah. 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 I, I can t- Did you guys ever watch that sh- uh, that internet cartoon, Happy Tree Friends? Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah, we like, started watching that recently. This, this is the kind of thing that I could see them actually, the guys who make that or the folks that make that, making this into an episode. Totally, yeah. Which would just be another gore fest as all of their things oh, yeah, are. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So, I guess I got to see that. You've seen yeah. them before. You just don't remember it. I've right. shown them to you. Oh, really? Okay. I watched all of oh, them. Oh, no, I, I do remember that. That was, yes. that, that was like three, four, or five years yeah, ago. Yeah, it's all oh, yeah. bunnies and squirrels that That's get right. cut in half. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, no, I remember that Yeah, now. this is yeah. that sort of thing, I yeah. think. And it's probably worth uh, just briefly reading the Billie Holiday lyrics as well, because apparently we're padding episodes these days. <laughs> Oh, are we? Um, well, they added, they added it's a... It's different. It's not a an... fourth. Um, to, they... Well, no, the, the, I thought it was that the second version was added to, in other words, they took at the end, they added another, is it a stanza? Is that correct? They added a fourth stanza, which essentially made the whole thing sound as if it was a dream the singer was having instead of actually committing suicide or killing themselves. Because that's what this is all alluding to. Well, why don't I read the Billie Holiday version? Because, you know, these past two lyrics that we've read are obviously just translated from Hungarian. Mm -hmm. So they're not written to be a song in English necessarily, Mm -hmm. which is why we have this Americanized version, which was meant to be sung in English. So it has a different tone to it a little bit. Okay. Um, So why don't we just read this real quick? And I'll read it because, you know, it's Billie Holiday. Yeah, got to be a chick. Me. I'm not going to change my voice at all. Please do your best, Shatner. No. Sunday is gloomy. My hours. No? Uh, Sorry. Sunday is gloomy. My hours are slumberless. Dearest, the shadows I live with are numberless. Little white flowers will never waken you. Not where the black coach of sorrow has taken you. Angels have no thought of ever returning you. Why would they be angry if I thought of joining you? Gloomy Sunday. Gloomy is Sunday. With shadows, I spend it all. My heart and I have decided to end it all. Soon there will be candles and prayers that are said, I know. Let them not weep. Let them know that I'm glad to go. Death is no dream, for in death I'm caressing you. With the last breath of my soul, I'll be blessing you. Gloomy Sunday. Dreaming, I was only dreaming. I wake up to find you asleep in the deep of my heart, dear. Darling, I hope that my dream has never haunted you. My heart is telling you how much I wanted you. Gloomy Sunday. So, yeah, they added the stanza of, like, oh, it was just a dream. But to, that first part is... To take the sting out of the whole thing. Real dark. Oh, yeah. It's definitely about suicide, as are these other two versions of the song. And I think in every language, the song is about killing yourself. Well, and I think I personally, this is my personal opinion, that I am pretty sure that that, for, that last stanza about making it into a dream 
is added because if you remember the way censorship was yeah. when like the yeah. when Billie Holiday did her version. That's kind of what I was thinking too. Is yeah. that they they couldn't just push that through the censors. I mean, it's like um, there is this was. 10 or 15 years later there's the Roy Orbison song. I want to say it's it's not Layla, but the one where he's uh he's getting oysters and he's he's swimming down with uh, you know it's it's the free dive and he gets his hands stuck in a uh, a clam it mm. it bites down on him and it, the whole song at the end is that it's him it's everything's getting dark it's getting cold. Like I'm amazed that that got through the censors. Yeah. Because was, they were so they were so stern at the time. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't remember that song actually. Yeah. So not happy in any any version of it. Yeah. Definitely referencing suicide in certain versions of it. So let's talk about the deaths that this song is supposedly responsible for. Thank you for adding supposedly. Yeah, no problem. What do you mean supposedly? Well, Assuredly. apparently, eighteen suicides in Hungary had uh, quote unquote close links with Gloomy Sunday. Uh, there was a Time Magazine article called Music, Colin, The Suicide Song, that was published in um, March of 1936. I read part of this article, but you can't get past two paragraphs without having a subscription to Time, and I don't have a subscription to Time, and I'm <laughs> broke, so um, I did not purchase said subscription. But luckily, there are enough articles around the internet that have just totally you know, copy-pasted from that article that... I have the information. Well, there we go. In this article in from, you know, 1936, they talk about a Hungarian shoemaker by the name of Joseph Keller. And um, police were reportedly investigating his death and thinking that Gloomy Sunday was responsible for it because he left a note in which he quoted some of the lyrics from Gloomy Sunday. Okay. Okay. Quote unquote, several bodies uh, were found clutching the song's sheet music upon their suicides or upon their that, discovery. They were floating in the river, right? In the Danube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah this, makes, this makes me wonder if maybe somebody was trying to, was actually murdering people and trying to frame the composer. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and it's like, imagine this frustration. He keeps killing people and planting this on them. Uh-huh. And they keep saying, oh my God, another suicide. Yeah, this is insane. It's crazy. Um, two people reportedly shot themselves while listening to different bands play the song. Um, well, I, there's some songs yeah, that really do make you want to kill. <laughs> I, I know of plenty these yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. one song that makes me want to stick my head in the oven is uh, "Loving yeah. You" by Minnie Riperton. Um, <laughs> apparently, at least one other person, but maybe more, had been found to have taken their own life while listening to "Gloomy Sunday." So, Hungry banned the song. Mm-hmm. That's only rational. Right, rational, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, in the 1930s, there were apparently attempted suicides and actual suicides that were being reported in conjunction with Gloomy Sunday. As we said, the BBC did ban the song entirely. And reportedly, although I've never seen anything to corroborate this, reportedly certain outlets in the U.S. refused to play the song. That seems silly to me. Also... It was such a big hit, like Billy. Ho- it's it's on one of Billy Holiday's like greatest hits things. It was a huge song for her, and it's silly to assume that outlets were not playing this song. Yeah, it's not as though it's you know 2016 and people are downloading and like getting it anyway. Even if the radio's not playing, that's not happening. Then the radio's playing it, or people are pretty much not 
hearing it. Yeah, because records and uh, a gramophone were not a cheap purchase. So it's not as if music was easy to get. Not as easy as it is today, that's for no, sure. No, not at all. Apparently, reportedly, there are more than 100 deaths connected to Gloomy Sunday. This is a air quotes? Yes. Mm-hmm. 100 deaths? 100, yeah. Okay. 100 deaths. Mm. Yeah. According to the internet at this point? Yeah, oh, it's all according to the internet. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was going to ask, because I couldn't find any of the easily, and I admittedly just kind of thought about it earlier today and started trying to find, uh, you know, you can find in Google sometimes copies of newspapers, mm-hmm. but the problem is, is that I don't know how to read Hungarian, so I was trying to find something that translated that. So it, it was just, it was utter, a crap show of my research process here, but... Uh, it w- does have either of you seen anything that actually points to actual reports or newspaper accounts? No. Is it all I, just summations on the internet? Um, For the most part, I mean, they reference you know in a blah 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 article in you know this year a woman named Lauren drowned herself in the river clutching you know it, I'm I'm making that one up. I'm just pulling that from pieces, but. They'll say, they'll cite their sources, but, you know, you always follow the link and it's like, oh, link not found. And it's, you know, to a PDF that was scanned at one point of an article in Hungarian and you just have to take people's word for it. Okay. Um, I'm disinclined to believe most of the stories. Mm. Well, yeah, the thing about it is, too, is this, if there's a connection, and there might be in a sense, but it's a reverse connection because... Um, People who are depressed tend to like, they like depressing music. Yeah. You know, they will seek that stuff out. Yeah, totally. So not, it isn't necessarily the cause of it. No, there's definitely, there's definitely bands that, you know, there's rough times in, in all of our lives where you've, you look back through your, your music collection. I was about to say CD collection. Uh, you look back through your music collection and you're like, wow, I have like five albums from this one band. And that is such a melancholy batch of music. I have music. a lot of that music uh-huh. from my yeah. teen years, yeah. Oh, well, I even have it from, uh, I, I had the, what is it? It's Death Cat for Cutie. Remember all of their stuff? was. That's all, a lot of that is the same vein. I was a teenage girl in the early 2000s, so yes, I remember Death oh, Cat for okay. Cutie. Okay, <laughs> well, I listen to it all the time, and you know, I, I thought it was great, and then they did other stuff, but after now I look back, I'm like, oh, it comes up on, on when I'll listen to my stuff mm-hmm. on random. Like, yeah, like that. that. Wow. Wow. That one about we'll go together in the dark. You know, yeah. That was, that was a I'll follow freaking, you into the dark. Yeah, yes. that was a depressing song. I mean, that's, yeah. that's oh. really, and uh, yeah. it's, uh, there's another one that they cover that's by um, Iron and Wine, who is also, that's uh, not Iron and Wine, that's the album name. Who is it that has the album that's called Iron and Wine? No, it is It is Iron and Wine. I'm I'm getting it all mixed up with the actual artist's name uh but anyway you know they he sang something which i know was then a cover so it's the same thing it's like one of those things that just hopscotches back through time yeah so why don't we talk about theories oh we aren't it's pretty easy yay i didn't know we were into theories already there's kind of like two three maybe four i think there's two okay um (laughs) i don't see your little black book anywhere so i'm gonna go ahead and solidly say there's two I, well, no, I all I remembered about the stories was York, and then I was done. Yeah. Well, I, I'll toss in a third just for fun. Okay, a third. Yeah. So the first theory is that, yeah, this song has some kind of supernatural ability to drive people to kill themselves. I'm, I don't have any evidence to back yeah. it up. Um, yeah, so I'm just 
putting it out there. Yeah, they were, I, 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 I listened to it, and I didn't see. I didn't feel my suicide quotient rising personally. Yeah, I would think that if this was true in 1935 and 36, when it was on, when the Billie Holiday version was playing, there would be droves of people falling out of buildings as they were compelled to end their lives. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, this, the, the, there's not a whole lot of support. This is, um, this is one of those anecdotal stories to me. It's well, where it's chock full so. of, I knew this person, and they were listening to this gloomy music all the time, and I saw this record in their house after they had taken their own life. Mm-hmm. I mean, to add to that, if we're just going to sit and debunk, the latest recording of this song is like 2015. It's been popularized in the modern era, in the 2000s, in the 90s, there have been recordings that have been popular, and it's not as though we're seeing a huge uptick in suicides in the demographic that's listening to those songs. Well, yeah, but they're saying, I, I think the theory was that the original 1935 version, the original revised Maybe, I mean, it's possible. It's, it's the one that's got these, these special you know, notes in it that make people yeah. want to off themselves. But I think there are a lot of people who listen to this song because of this mystery. Yeah. And uh, Wait, I figured out how we can, we can verify this. All we have to do is get Usher to, to resample the original version and do if, his own track over the top and see if, if it has any power. I feel like we need to have a conversation yeah. about the last time that Usher had a song that was even played on the radio. That's yeah, my that's, point. That's a good point, too, <laughs> That's yeah. my point. Just need to have exactly. a little conversation about yeah. that. Because okay. his, his music is so good. So He caught, will be the, the nail in the coffin, no mm-hmm. pun intended. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I think that probably we need to get a government grant <laughs> and we need to like put together a study sample size of about a hundred thousand people who will force to listen to the song over and over again and we'll see how many kill themselves yeah yeah this, this national... is not what we're doing no, yeah. we're not doing and, and, and by the way if anybody has taken it that way we are not making light of suicide no definitely we are making not, but... light of the story itself yeah and if so... anything we are making heavy of the fact that there's a lot that goes into one's decision to kill themselves. Mm-hmm. And the fact that listening to a song once or twice could drive someone to suicide is absurd. Well, it is. And like I, and like I said earlier, I think that uh, when you're depressed, you want to listen to depressing music. I agree. You know? Yeah. And, so... and that is usually the, 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 the depression itself is one of the key factors, not the music that you listen to. So, right. hey, actually, while we're talking about the depression... <laughs> Let's talk about yeah, the second theory. Best segue like, ever. What else is happening? Let's think about what else is happening societally around the world yeah, the Great in Depression. the 30s. Yeah. It's the Great Depression. Yeah. People were killing themselves at a higher rate mm-hmm. and reporting being you know, sad and having nothing to live for and also starving and being really depressed about the state of the world. And... Uh, I I just I think it's silly to think that because somebody had lyrics to a song in their note that that song should be responsible mm. for their suicide. Yeah, I think so. I think It's a and, I, those are good lyrics, man. Like they uh, they express a really horrible painful sentiment in a beautifully eloquent way. Well, I say that about the first version in terms of what was going on globally totally. at the time. Yeah. Less so for the second version, like the second version I feel is is almost a selfish set of lyrics. I have this pain, so I'm going to write... Not that having pain is selfish, but like 
taking it's and rewriting pain. something just so you can have your own bit hmm. go over something that is obviously aimed at a much larger problem. Totally. So mm, that's why that. I feel the first one is actually very applicable for the time. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so down to the third theory. Well, no, there's not the third theory yet because there's something else about the time that we need to talk about, yeah. which is initially a lot of the suicides were happening in Hungary uh, and in in a general sense in the Germanic states. And where the suicide rates are higher. Where the suicide rates are naturally higher and the act of suicide at, the t- at that time. Naturally, yeah. Okay. And at that time and also within the culture, the act, you know, taking your own life is not frowned upon. It's not looked down upon as, why did you do this? This is such a, you know, in, mm-hmm. in Western culture, there is kind of that you're doing something to yourself and everybody else is paying the price. Mm-hmm. Whereas in that culture, it was more of a, a noble act. It's almost like uh, seppuku yeah. in Japanese culture. It was, yeah. it was very, it was very honorable mm-hmm. to, in, to a degree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that plays a huge role in, well, there's this huge suicide rate, and by the way, or not huge, but there's a larger suicide rate in that culture in general. So, oh, by the way, then the song comes out, let's just put A and D together and call it a, a pair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, the, I mean, that's that's the theories. Unless no, no, Joe has a third theory. one. No, there's another theory, and that is it was a serial killer who was planting copies of the lyrics on his body, on the bodies, and... And because maybe there been a, maybe there actually had been a, a few stories. Maybe there were stories out about how this song came out, and this by my friend bought this record and listened to it a lot. Then he killed himself, and a few anecdotal stories like that make it into the, the Hungarian press. And then a serial killer decides, well, what the hell, you know, I'll just plant records and copies of lyrics on people after I've murdered them yeah. by drowning them in the, in the Danube. Yeah. So, okay, that's the third one. Absolutely unsupported by facts. So, wait, <laughs> uh, by the way, but where the bodies were expected to have gone into the Danube, was there a smiley face painted anywhere in the area? Uh, no, stop. Thanks, so. No, okay. we're not going to go there. Mm. Um, just as a final fun fact... Um, Is this really a fun fact? It's not a fun fact. Okay. Rosho Shirsch, our composer. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry, you guys. He actually killed himself. Um, He tried to do so by jumping out a window, but he survived. So he strangled himself with a wire in the hospital a few days later. And he, I mean, it was, he was pretty young. It was, I think in 36 or 37, maybe 38. Well, in the definitely guy, before 40. Well, the person who, I thought the guy who rewrote the uh, lyrics also committed suicide by throwing himself out a window, but he was at age 63 or 68, something like, he was a very old man at that point. I don't point. remember well, that's that, not but yeah. very old. I guess maybe for that, it maybe for that era, for that era, maybe that's very old, but I mean, Six, you, know. you know, 67, 68, Joe says, wait, <laughs> <laughs> shut <laughs> your mouth. Whip no, your that's not uh, old. I'm a little shut closer up. to that age than you guys are. I mean, not a lot. That's not a, that's not old. Um, yeah. So that's the whole story. I think, I, I think, it's just situational and it's silly it's, to yeah. blame a song. It's anecdotal. Yeah, yeah totally. coincidental and yada yada. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, don't listen to the song, whatever you do. Or, or do. the other one that Joe didn't want you to listen to. Yeah. yeah. Whichever. 
Yeah. Um, or that one by Roy Orbison. Yeah. Lola. Oh, my God. That was the one. Okay. So yeah. if you want to see some of the research that we've done, um, or if you, I guess, need a way to listen to episodes, you're listening to it. So I figure mm. you know how to listen to it. But yeah, I think um, actually if you want to like, if you want to re- do any research on this one, go watch cat videos instead because you know pretty much everything there is to be known. You officially do. I, we really literally do. said oh, yeah. Go watch wrist cutters instead. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, anyways, sense. our website where there's some research, if you like want to figure out where we found this stuff or if you want to see that list maybe we'll post the wikipedia we usually don't but maybe we will this time uh the website is thinking you are probably listening to us on itunes if you are leave a comment and a leave a review and a rating not a comment and a rating um if you haven't already um you can also subscribe if you haven't already i think that we're getting some more people who are just finding us randomly. Oh, yeah, more and more. Um, so subscribe because we've got some good stuff. Um, you are streaming. If you're not on iTunes, you're streaming anywhere or you're on Google Play. If you can on any of those services, also, um, you know, rate and review um, and subscribe. We're on Facebook. We've got a group and a page. So find the group and join it. Like the page. Um, we've got a Twitter. We're thinking sideways i post a lot of really dumb stuff on there <laughs> it is, it's genuinely dumb stuff twitter flame wars it really is yeah mostly just like really dank memes we're on reddit as well um so we have our own subreddit it's thinking sideways it's not thinking sideways pod um you can email us if you have some constructive criticism of the show or you have some questions or just general you know praise and you want to tell or, us how you love us yeah or anything if you have ideas for yeah episodes, if you have so. suggestions for episodes anything like that you can email us our email address is thinking podcast at gmail.com and finally if you would like to support the show in some monetary way you can buy some merch we've got links to both the zazzle and the red bubble on the website um, you can make a one-time donation on PayPal if you would like, or you can set up a reoccurring donation on Patreon. Um, it's patreon.com slash thinking sideways. That is clearly a reoccurring donation. You donate per episode. Um, and it's just the normal episodes, all those special ones that we release, we don't charge for. Right. That's, that's um, what keeps us from working for the man. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, what is it? POC? PIC? PIC? Uh, PIC. No, I was talking about the boss man's daughter. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, Steve's trying to make relevant references that none of you are going to get because he's... Roy Orbison! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fine. Just end the episode. Okay. Anyway, so we're going to get out of here before Steve kills me and play some weird music on my body. All right. That was so strange. I don't understand what's happening. Bye, guys. Uh, Toodaloo. Don't listen to that song. You'll kill yourself. (laughs) 